Welcome to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. Scientific Healing, a fusion of modern science and ancient healing arts, empowers you to take charge of your life to get healthy no matter what your doctor says. Discover how you can manage your own energy to improve your health, vitality, and prosperity from Anastasia and her guests. Are you ready to live your best and most energized life ever? Here's your host, Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Scientific Healing Radio, and I'm your host, Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. I know the power of vibrational healing by combining physics with ancient healing arts to develop my own system that has produced what many would call medical miracles for hundreds of people. Discover how you can protect your energy when working with others as a healer or coach with safe healing at scientifichealer.com. June. It's June now. It's the gateway into summer. In fact, today is the first day of summer. So today, Gwen and I are having a conversation about self-care. Too many of us, even in the healing careers, such as doctors, masseurs, and masseuses, nurses, healers, acupuncturists, nutritionists, spend time helping others but forget about taking care of, of ourselves. Gwen Leppard is again my guest host. I'd like to turn the floor over to her. Hi, Gwen. Hi, Anastasia. Boy, this is a great topic, and, and right on the solstice, it's it's really wonderful to be here with you again. And, oh, I just love having um, conversations with you. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's been a really good connection, and I, I was a massage therapist for many years, and, and I did not take care of myself at all. The burnout was just intense. So not only have I observed it in, in the healing field, but also for myself as well. So thank you again for bringing this topic up. Yeah, it's, it's also one of those things where I didn't even know, you know, I was doing a lot of self-care things, but I didn't know that some of the stuff that I wasn't doing led to me basically breaking down 23 years ago. So, right. yeah, and it might be surprising for our listeners to hear that doctors don't live longer than their patients. And in fact, when we look at the statistics, if you go into Wikipedia, for example, and look at the statistics, the Americans live on average about 78 to 79 years, but doctors have an average lifespan of 73 but the, the interesting thing is that, um, so that's, a, that's about a six-year gap, but the interesting thing is that college-educated people, people with just four-year degrees, I looked this up yesterday and I was totally blown away by this, add another four to five years of life. So the average lifespan of an American woman, for example, is about 84 to 85. So that is like a 12-year gap. And that's like way more than just in the statistical noise. And they have access to a lot more health care than the average citizen because they can go down the hall and say, hey, can you check this out? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so um, and that's and another frightening statistics that almost 30 percent of young doctors suffer from some sort of depression, probably because they're overworked. Yeah, over overwork definitely, and not taking care of themselves. I I can't imagine. You know, they they put themselves through medical school, and then they have to d develop a practice, and 
find clients, find patients, and you know, and, or work in, in, yeah. in places that uh, and as, pay as off <laughs> and pay off wow. exorbitant, exorbitant student loans it, and spot. exactly. I was thinking about those student loans and that money stress as well. Right, and, and you, pay. you hear about sick healers, right? And it's like healer heal thyself. Yeah, and that's just like so, it's uh, so difficult because they're so busy concentrating on working on everybody else that that they just forget. You know, they think, well, I'm young and strong, and they just forget that you can break down at any age. doesn't matter how young you are. Absolutely. Yeah, I've met um, one after another healers that were that were sick and still trying to take care of them, their, their clients. I've done it myself where I've pulled everything out of out of myself and given it to my clients and left myself with an absolute deficit and then, you know, I was taking stimulants, um, you know, like help, healthy energy drinks and, you know, trying to keep myself going when I, I was coming from zero. Yes, and I, I was like putting a bunch of cocoa in my morning shake as a, you know, get going, you know, they tell you how many antioxidants it has. And I was taking adaptogens because my adrenals were totally shot and I've gone off all of those now. So it's really interesting that I can't give more than I've got. (laughs) Exactly. And self-care is absolutely the key that helps us do that. And it's what's missing amongst the young doctors with the depression and that gr- their grueling um, work schedules, and what else? Um, I mean, we, we can talk about all the different kinds of self-care. I mean, most people are probably thinking, you know, hydration and, you know, getting enough sleep, um, maybe getting a massage now and again, if you're, especially if you're a massage therapist, um, having someone to talk to. What, what, what kind of, because you do the energy work, what, what kind of daily hygiene do you recommend for us, for, for those of us that take care of others, to take care of ourselves so that we have we have a full tank to give from. Well, of course, the the practical, the the typical physical things that people do, which is you know drinking enough water, getting enough sleep, um, eating good healthy food, and foods you know foods are not just foods. Like an orange is not an orange is not an orange. So if you get a conventionally grown orange and you turn it into orange juice and freeze it, <laughs> it, has a, it has a completely different um, energy than if you take a, pluck a fresh orange off of a tree in your backyard that was grown organically and eat it on the spot. It's like two completely different beasts. And yeah. the, the, that's one thing that people don't recognize, that uh, eating is not just eating. Like I... My dad took us out to dinner last night um, after we picked him up from the airport. And he says, oh, let's stop at this cafe. And he really likes it. And they claim to serve healthy food. So I had some, I splurged and I had some sweet potato fries. But afterwards, I felt really terrible. So I don't know what they did with that stuff. Maybe it was the old oil they used or what when they fried it. And A lot of sweet potato fries actually are dusted with rice or, or wheat flour. So, and I think you have a, a challenge with rice. So they, they, you may have gotten the kind of um, yes. So like you, they, you they, they toss them in rice flour. Yeah. So you never know what. what yeah, it tasted tasted like there was something else to it, and you never yeah. know what you're gonna get when you like. I I almost never go out to eat anymore just just for that reason, 
because I'm so used to the, the, you know, high vitality foods that I eat at home or, you know, my dad has an organic garden and I'll go over there and he'll, you know, supply me with tomatoes and apricots are coming in now and lemons and oranges. And it's like, I'm so spoiled that um, when I go out to eat, it's a real downer. But people have to recognize that it, that food has has more than just the calories and the nutrients in it. It's got a vitality energy that's in there that when you eat it, we take it in and use it. So there's that. And, of course, the quality of your sleep, your environment, because we can take care of our environment um, so remove all the electronics from the bedroom, like anything that's got lights on it and everything, your phone, everything, remove that all from your bedroom. It will make a yeah, difference. Yeah, you can dark, darken the windows too if you, you know, live where there's a lot of light. If you can darken the windows, you'll sleep better. You'll create more melatonin and the darker it is, the more melatonin, yeah. which helps you sleep. Or you could um, use you a sleep mask too. <laughs> Yeah, well, there, there you go. But your skin is actually still getting the light. It's actually your entire body. Yeah, it's best to be in darkness. Yeah, it's it's yeah, better so to be in darkness. Yeah, getting that good sleep. Um, yes, I and mean, we do the daily hygiene: showering, brushing our teeth. You know those kinds of things. Um, right, and the water, and the water, and so there's a couple of tricks with daily hygiene. You know that are energetic. Yeah. Like one of those tricks would be um, every time I take a shower, I take a handful of salt in with me and I smear the, the salt on my body and I use sea salt. Um, I just smear the salt on my body and it like a paste. I don't scrub on it. I just make sure the salt covers me from head to toe. And that helps remove the excess energy off the body. Like, you know, you've walked in, you've been in a room full of people and you take a salt shower and it helps remove everybody else's energy. So does it matter what kind of salt it is? Like, like the Trader Joe's um, sea salt, or is just regular? Um, well, uh, yeah, uh, you can. I mean, if worse comes to worse, you can use table salt. Like you can empty one of the salt shakers in the in the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> if or, you go, oh, I forgot to bring. With you have salt, we'll travel. Yeah, I carry a little bag of sea salt everywhere I go. Like I was just at an event last weekend, and I took my sea salt and showered every day with it. And it makes a big difference in how I feel, but I'm really super sensitive to energy. And I think that a lot of people, especially really busy ones, don't pay attention to what's going on with them, right? Yeah, and especially women, especially women. I mean, we just tend to be more givers and forget to care for ourselves properly. Exactly. And I, I know that a lot of people complain that they don't have time and you... I, you you manage to um, work nine hours a day, take care of yourself, have time for your children. You had a really demanding career. Tell tell us how did you find time with your incredibly busy schedule to do that self care? Because that's definitely one of people's biggest complaints. Is like I don't have time to do this. Yeah, it's it's really a big complaint, and what people don't recognize or realize. That if you put an hour of self-care, which includes exercise and getting enough rest, and when you exercise, you need less rest, um, and your rest is deeper. But when you get that exercise in the morning, so I would run for an hour every morning. I would run a 10K before breakfast. So I'd get up, roll out of bed at 6 a.m. I'd be out the door by 6.15. I'd be back by 7.15. 
And by that time, my kids were rousing, and I'd fix them breakfast, and they'd be off to school by 8. So, so you can figure it out. And what would happen is then we'd be um, off to work and get there by 9 and work until 6, and I got my I got running sometimes during the winter. It was really dark in the morning, so I'd go running at noontime instead. And oh, okay. right, so so the I'd have that routine, and then I'd get home at six. And because I did the self care, I still had a lot of energy left over, and I could still go strong until ten p.m. when I went to bed. And I wouldn't just collapse on the couch like a lot of people. They say, all I can do is get a glass of wine and collapse on the couch. And then their day is over when they're home. But what if you had four more hours a day? So I would pay one in. It's just like if you were to pay $1 in and every dollar, for every dollar you paid in, you got $4 out. Wouldn't you do that all day long? Yeah. <laughs> That's an amazing return. <laughs> right? So I paid one hour of my time in in the morning. And I got four hours back in the evening. So Wow. Right? So for every hour that you exercise, and it doesn't have to be running, whatever works for you, if you like to dance or bike or, you know, do right. some calisthenics or watch a video, and for one hour, do that in the morning. I got and, four you know, hours back. An hour of self-care. It's not just an hour of actual exercise, but an hour of self-care. Of right? self-care. Right, I get home. I get home. Return of four hours of energy in the evening. Yes. So, so instead of having twelve good hours a day, I had sixteen. That was not like other people. And people would always ask me all the time because I did hobbies. I had hobbies. I, you know, I, I uh, belonged to a singing group when I lived in Germany. I belonged to a singing group, and we, I practiced every day for a little bit, and. Um, we went, got together once a month or every other week and, uh, sang together in the evening. So, you know, you, I had a really full life and people go, how do you manage to get all that done? Well, I got it done because I paid my hour in to get my four hours back out. And, you know, that sounds like something that would extend your life as well. I mean, it not only has it extended your day, but that sounds like it could well, let's let's well the you know the statistics don't really show that to be the case that your life is extended but all I'm but what I would say is that your useful life is extended you're not sitting in a in a catatonic state somewhere unable to get out of your chair instead you're still running around and chatting with your friends and traveling all over the world and you know, having a great life. Like I can, you know, my dad's 86, for example, and he's still, I I mean, he flew uh, to San Francisco and back by himself. Okay, so, Nine. right? <laughs> so, and he's still all there and he took good care of himself. Like I learned a lot of those self-care habits from him. But, um, you know, he took care of himself, and so he has an extended life, and his useful life is extended. So that's yeah. that's what I would say is I would, like he says, <laughs> he, sa- he says, I'm not going to be crawling into my grave. I'm going to be hopping in. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. Fully alive and, and, help, and uh, vibrantly healthy. Uh, that, that's like a really good way to be. I mean, 
yeah. the way people end up as vegetables and well, they're over-medicated. They're over-medicated. The average person yeah. has, like, set, by the time they're 60, have, like, 17 uh, prescriptions a year. So they're, like, on, like, uh, you know, my husband had, was on nine medications when I met him. And he didn't think there was wow. any way to get off. But he got off of them all. Yeah. Right? He's off all nine. <laughs> yeah. And- and, and you're over 16. I'm almost 60. I'm going, um, I have eye drops as a prescription. And, and, and you, I, do you have any prescriptions? Um, I only take thyroid, and it's gotten less and less. So it's a thyroid hormone replacement. It's, uh, right. right. It's okay, not a medic. We're talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. So we each have one. Yeah, and that was, and that has gone down in the years I've been doing the healing. And I have decided that it's going to go away. And my thyroid is going to be functioning healthy, right? So, but, um, you know, he was on eye drops, and he got off the eye drops. He had two different eye drops he listened to. I have an eye healing um, audio, and he listened to this every other night. And after two or three months, he went to the doctor, and they checked his eyes, and they said, I can't believe it, your cataracts have receded. Oh, that's beautiful. And they said, I've never seen and, that happen. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great audio. I need to listen to it more often myself. I, I, I remember the first time I listened to it, I looked at, I opened up my eyes and I could see that there was texture on the ceiling that I'd never seen before. Uh, yeah, it was, it's it was pretty amazing. Yes, it's pretty amazing. So let's take a little break now and then we'll come back. And talk a little bit more about what people can do for themselves. We'll lay that all out. Perfect. So I want to remind all of our listeners, you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. And today, my special guest host is Gwen Leppard. When we return after the break, we'll dive deeper into scientific healing and how it can work for you. According to the MetLife Foundation, people over 55 dread getting Alzheimer's disease more than any other. Yes, loss of your memories and who you are. The statistics are staggering. One in eight get some form of dementia or Alzheimer's over this age of 55, while one out of three at age 85 shows significant symptoms. Until recently, it wasn't believed that you could repair, heal, or grow new brain neurons. But now research shows how amazing the neuroplasticity is in your brain. While good nutrition, sleep habits, and exercise play a large role in helping you keep your mind intact, you can now re-energize your brain with a powerful new program that wakes up your brain and promotes deep neural healing. I have watched what others have called hopeless cases come out of comas and dementia and improve dramatically in a short period of time, much to their doctor's total surprise. Comments I hear often are doctors saying, I've never seen anything like this. You can get the same brain healing in a program that you can use over and over again to heal your brain and brain glands and keep them energized. You can live your best life ever with your memory fully intact. Isn't your brain worth a small investment? Go to scientifichealer.com forward slash brain to find out more. 
That's go to scientifichealer.com forward slash brain to learn how. Welcome back. You're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. You can discover more about scientific healing and the deceptively simple processes for opening up your intuition and your inner guidance system. Go to scientifichealer.com to download your tips on how to protect your energy when working with others. Before the break, we were talking with my guest host, Gwen Leppard, about the importance of self-care and why everyone should have a brief morning ritual to start their day. Let's continue this conversation. Welcome back, Gwen. Thanks, Anastasia. Now, we did talk about the consequences and benefits of self-care um, and, and or, you know, the, the lack of self-care, the consequences. Let's talk about what people can actually do. Yeah, so we're going to talk about energy steps. We talked about some of the practical things, and then I added a little bit about the energy. So the first thing that I do every morning before I roll out of bed, it's almost like a mini prayer. And um, you don't, if you don't believe in God or Jesus or have that kind of belief system, it doesn't matter. You can just simply say, I am grateful that I am. And that is the highest form of gratitude because you're not pointing out to any material goods or even your relationships. It's not showing your lack of need, your, you know, your need and all of that. What it's really showing is that you're happy to be here on planet Earth in this, the, the vessel that's carrying your soul at the moment. Right. So and that's the, powerful. it's very powerful. It's really the highest form of gratitude. And the other thing is that usually when I say that, I end up smiling. So smiling also raises your frequency. And, Mm. right, so frequency, um, the scale of frequency matches up to our scale of emotions. And just so, just for review for people that don't know, and so the lowest, the lowest frequency is shame, which is contracting, so shame, guilt, fear, anger, uh, jealousy, and sorrow, those things are all contracting because they are um, influenced from the outside. But now when you work from the inside out, starting at courage, um, that's working from the inside out and going outward. And the most expansive, <clears throat> the most expansive emotion is in being enlightened but also joy, happiness, love, those are all expansive. And so when you're happy and you smile and your body ha- your body has this two-way conversation with your spirit. So if your body is um, upright, which is in a courageous stance, upright, you can even do a superhero stance. And it's, it's scientific... Right or super right, Superwoman. Uh, oh, Wonder Woman, the the new movie, right? Yes, Wonder Woman. Yes, it's a great movie. Uh, yes, yeah, so, right. The Superman pose. Yeah, the, those. Yeah, I right. Talking about those, like two minutes of that, you can go and do a, a talk and have a ton of courage. Right, and what it does is it lowers your stress levels and it raises your your testosterone, which is kind of like the oomph for both men and women. So that those things are things like smiling is one of those things that really helps raise your frequency along with that. 
And we know that smiling also creates that um, biochemical feedback system in your body and makes you feel good. And it's also interesting that I smile a lot when I'm going places. And I'll look up and people, all these random people turn around and are smiling at me. (laughs) So you're raising everybody else's frequency, which kind of helps because we interact with one another on all kinds of levels. So if you're raising your frequency by smiling, you're also raising everybody else's around you by making them smile. So, I love that. Right? And so and that's... Let's, yeah, let's, let's get back to some of the things you can do when you first get up in the morning. Um, right? Like, so like that's... The breathing. The, the right? breathing. The day of smiling. Waking up and smiling. I mean, that's, I mean, how can your day go wrong if you wake up and smile? Right? Smiling, and saying right? you're gra- grateful to be here. And now, and now you're in this state, right? So now you're in this state. And um, straight, you can get up, straighten up your spine... You can be sitting or you can be standing, doesn't matter, and start breathing really deeply. Like most people breathe only to their chest. And you'll see when they breathe in and out, their chest rises and falls. But I, when I breathe, I learned this when I was really little. I used to wonder why people's stomachs went in when they were breathing because they're raising their chest, right? So so their stomachs would go in and I go, that doesn't make any sense. Their stomachs should go out when they're breathing so I would practice this all the time and it turns out this is the correct breathing technique is uh, what I tell people to get used to it is to put their left hand on their lower belly like starting with their thumb in their belly button and when they breathe in that's the first place it should push out and by breathing really really deeply like that breathing in and imagining the air is going all the way down to your fingers and toes that recenters your body and so centering your body and spirit together so centering is really the same thing as psychological centering in other words everything is is in relationship to your internal self not with your internal self wandering around somewhere else And the way it wanders around is when somebody else can push your buttons. So, you know, you see the guy that at work that annoys you all day long, then you're annoyed. So he's he's pushing your buttons. You are driven by something external rather than seeing him be his silly self, ignoring it and going about your day because keeping your own power. Right. And giving it away to him. Right. So this is the fastest way to get centered. So when you see that that crazy person that makes you nuts is you can chop down in front of you and cut some cords off. That's a really easy thing to do. And I have uh, little YouTube videos describing this. And then you can uh, also breathe nice and deeply and bring yourself back to yourself. And that helps center you. And that's like the the minimum like if you have no yeah. other time, and it takes no time, it's more effort to remember to do it than it is to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? So those th- those three things will actually get you, like, they'll wake you up. And then the last thing, so there's four little things. The last thing is go drink two tall glasses of nice um, filtered or spring water to help rehydrate your brain, right? So what we've done is gratitude, smiled, some deep breathing and centering and drinking some water. 
And those four things can really set the tone for you the rest of your day. I do these things every single morning when I get up. And included, I also cut cords on the way to the kitchen to get my water. So cutting cords is just a simple process of thinking about everything that might have glommed onto you in the middle of the night and um, just chopping downwards three times from from above your forehead down to, uh, you know, as far as your arm will extend downward. So you just say to yourself, cut the cords. And you can also pretend like you've got some in the back and pull them forward and hold them with your left hand and just chop the cords and imagine them dropping off down into the earth and away from your body. And that helps keep you um, nice and clear. And I have yeah, one so one friend. I, I, just, I, yeah. I, I had a quick question on that. Yes. And, you know, that, um, that if you're at the office and you see this person that drives you nuts, do you have to actually do the physical cutting or can you do it in your mind? Well, there's a way to do it across. So um, those people are coming through our solar plexus, which is right between your heart and your belly button. There's that soft place right below your sternum. That's your solar plexus. So you could just cut in front of the solar plexus with both hands, just like really quietly, and just imagine okay. that you're cutting from all the way up. Like I would just wave in front of my solar plexus. Like when when my mom was yelling at us, you know, during her dementia, I'm going, yeah, I'm not, it's okay, cut the cords, goodbye, <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay, okay, Th- thank you. And, and I know you were in the middle of something, and I wanted you to get back to that, but yeah. it, it just... Well, I, I think people are afraid to do things because they might look weird, and you know. So, so well, I do. No, yeah, just yeah. I have um, them right in front of your solar plexus. That's great. Right, and and <laughs> people won't realize what what they're you're doing. They'll just see you waving right. your hand in front of your solar plexus, and they won't <laughs> they won't know what's going on. And you can kind of do it casually and slow. You know, you don't just go chump chump chump. You can just kind of do it casually and slow. And, um, yeah, and it, it, it just helps, like for me, I'm kinesthetic, so I need to move. Some people can do it with just intention, but I lose focus if I don't do emotion. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I, I, I think that way, that way, once you get used to subconsciously doing it, like when somebody starts pushing your buttons, you just sort of wave your hand there, um, (laughs) to block the energy flow from them, um, you you will start to realize that you'll just do it automatically and uh, your conscious mind doesn't even need to be involved. It's just like when you're driving a car, do you remember, do you go, oh, now it's time to hit the gas. Okay, now it's time to hit the brake. No, you think you're, you've got to go so you push the gas and you've got to stop so you push the brake, right? You don't think about which Absolutely. what you're doing. That's the place of mastery that we want to get for everything you know at first it's an effort to remember it then you finally remember it you make like a list and you get really consciously involved in what you're doing you start doing things mindfully you know the more you pay attention and be in the now you do it mindfully and after a while it becomes habit like when I wake up the first thing I think of is I'm so grateful I am Right? That's the first thing I yeah. do every morning. And then as I'm getting up, I start cutting cords and breathing deeply. And Yeah, it, you're, you're right that it takes more time to remember it than to actually do it because I have to remind myself, oh, that's right. Yeah. And, and I, I write it, but I could, I could say it first thing rather than, than 
and write it. I mean, I, I get to write as well, but yep. to just wake up and go, I am grateful that I am. I, that feels so empowering. Yes, and, you know, do you have to remember to brush your teeth at night? No, because you don't like the feeling of what it feels like to go to bed with teeth that still have food in them, right? But right. So, so this is the whole point is that once you get used to your body having your energy field and all of your cords nice and clean, you won't like going to bed with that stuff. <laughs> and you'll like waking up and immediately saying, I'm, I'm so grateful that I am. Exactly, and, exactly. And, and, and doing the deep breathing before you even get out, instead of, instead of dragging yourself out of bed and trying to, to wake up downing a bunch of coffee, you can do the breathing and then get the water, cut the cords while you're on your way to get two glasses of water, of fresh spring water or filtered water, and I drink blue water, but, um, and drink that, and and you'd be surprised that, I mean, I haven't drank coffee since I was, I think, in early 20s. You don't yeah. need coffee. <laughs> well, yeah, I haven't, I, I haven't had any coffee um, for decades myself. Because I, I, I was addicted to it. Like I noticed I was drinking it in college. And then I came home and I didn't have the dorm which had the coffee in it. And I came home and I go, what is this headache? Oh my gosh. And I was so sick for the whole weekend. And my mom says, uh, do you drink a coffee regularly there? And I said, well, I drink two cups in the morning and two cups at lunch. She says, yeah, that's your coffee making you, giving you a headache. And I thought, never yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. And I did spend, I did kind of toy with drinking one cup in the morning because I really like the smell and the taste. And um, so I did toy with drinking one cup in the morning in Germany. And then I thought, what am I doing? Then I was always thinking about when am I going to get my next cup, right? Yeah. And yeah. I just thought, I'm, I'm, that thing has me like a ball and chain and I don't want it. So I just left it off. Yeah, water's a great replacement. It, 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 it's actually what your body needs. Yes. You need to rehydrate because you've, you've literally breathed out a quart of water while you were sleeping. Yes. So you're dehydrated. And then you put coffee in it that dehydrates you more, and you wonder why you keep needing more and the sugar and all of these things that are not benefiting you. So drink yeah, the water. Right. Listen to Anastasia. Say <laughs> that you're grateful when you wake up. <laughs> Do your cutting of the cord. Breathe deeply. Uh, to get centered and drink a couple glasses of water first thing, and you know you'll you'll be surprised. Do it do it for a week and see what happens. Yeah, and, and you know I, I I know that you have something to offer our listeners. Yeah, well let let's just let's just briefly mention a few other things. Uh, right so on so if you are so inclined like I like doing my exercise in the morning and I used to run but now I walk and I do stretches yoga stretches and the interesting thing you don't have to spend a whole lot of time doing the yoga stretches and what way I learned it was I went to YouTube and looked up 10 minute yoga routines and I just started playing with those. And what they do is they stretch all your meridians, which are lines of energy that flow through your body. And when you stimulate all of them, it, it's a, like a wake up. And uh, taking a walk, we walk for a good hour outside every morning. And the sunshine and the fresh air really helps. And I know some people live in not such nice environments, like we are so lucky to be in Southern California. But um, I lived in Germany for 13 years, and 
Uh, it wasn't always nice, but I still managed to get outside. Even if it was snowing, I'd still go out. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> eating a healthy breakfast, and my breakfast has raw vegetables. with It's a green smoothie and some plant protein and a little bit of fruit. And some of the other things that I've done from time to time is uh, write something down that you're grateful for and putting it into a jar every morning. And by the end of the year, okay. you have uh, 365, um, you know, little pieces of gratitude. I like that. Yeah, it's really nice. And um, and then there's a few other things, and I'll put that in the associated post because there are these quantum dots that you can protect against EMF on your phone. Um, yeah. And... Eat less animal protein, especially conventional meat and pickled meats like, you know, hams and yeah. things like that. That's not that's not so nice for the body. And a lot of the conventional meats, the animals are killed while they're in a state of fear. And we eat the fear when we eat those things. Absolutely. I've, I've been on a plant-based diet for like nine days now, and, and my body is so much happier. Yeah. I'm really, really surprised. I did. I was too. I did that. I did a 26-day detox that was completely plant-based, and I felt awesome. So I pretty much kept up a lot of the habits. I still eat eggs and occasionally fish. And get some rest, sleep seven to nine hours a night, and, um, and then turn off those violent shows, the violent movies, the horror movies, because they lower your inner, your frequency really, really fast, really fast. My yep. my TV listening is mostly music and variety shows, you know, happy stuff and uh, comedy things yep. like that. So, turn off the news. <laughs> yeah, turn off the news. I I haven't listened. It's important. You'll find out about it. Yeah, it's true. It'll, you know, somebody will tell you about it. Like, you know, the latest news right now that's running around is that Amazon bought Whole Foods, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And I'll that's, never need to leave the house again. Yeah. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> I wanted to pick out my sweet potatoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I like to pick my own apples, too. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. You get a bag and how many of them are bruised, right? That's, that's a lot of really, really great things for, um, you know, to, to think about for people to do. I mean, even if you just pick out three of them, two of the things that Anastasia suggested in the uh, in, in the beginning of them there, or you suggested. Um, yes, yeah, so... Um, I, I, so I, I know what a difference it makes, and thank, thank you for sharing that. Oh, absolutely. So I, I do have, um, you know, one of the things that really helps people is meditation. And a lot of people say, I don't have a lot of time for meditation. I, you know, it's a lot of people recommend sitting for an hour, staring at a candle and saying, Om. And I can't do that. I'm not very good at it. So I created a brief 11-minute audio that you can get off my the front page of my website, scientifichealer.com. And what it is, it's 11 minutes, and it's a wake-up audio for waking up your brain. And what it does is it does some of those things that we talked about in cutting cords and breathing deeply. Um, It recenters you, cleans up your energy field, uh, gets you centered and focused, 
and then you can get your day going. And so some people would prefer to do that. So uh, I also have another one for evening, and it's called a it's called a powerful healing audio, and it doesn't wake you up at the end of it. <laughs> so it's a slightly yeah. longer. And this 11-minute one, you'll be surprised. It takes me deep into trance inside of a couple of minutes. Like, I feel like I don't want to move from the spot as I'm listening to it. And then it's over and nothing flat. And you're going, oh, is that it? (laughs) (laughs) Off you go in your day. Exactly. And, you know, what that'll lead into is that there are some other little programs. But I'm doing uh, different programs right now. Right now I'm running one called Energize Your Relationships. And uh, you're in that, right, Gwen? (laughs) I am, yeah. Yeah, I'll be on the the call um... Yeah. On the next, uh, yeah, the next tomorrow. Yeah. Exactly. And so, um, what that does is it helps people navigate relationships and be able to, because that's our number one. We're built to be social animals. And that's our number one thing is how do you navigate relationships with regards to the energetics of relationships? Making you aware of what's happening energetically in your relationships can change everything for you. And so there's that, and there's a little free relationship challenge. If you go to scientifichealer.com forward slash challenge, you can sign up for it. I'm going to be doing another one in July live, and in the meantime, you can listen to the recordings. Fantastic. Yeah, so that's all we have for today. So thank you so much for being my guest host again. You're welcome. It's always a pleasure, Anastasia. Yeah, and everyone, thank you for listening to Scientific Healing. Let's you and I connect. Go to scientifichealer.com to get your free powerful healing audio. This is Dr. Anastasia Choplis. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. Join us again next week for more expert guidance and practical tools to energize your life. Now take a deep breath and release it slowly before you go about your day.